Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to An Axe to Grind. We have Trevor Gilmister, very fresh off Queensland's Game 3 win. We're here recording this the day after. It's about 1.45 in the afternoon. And, Gilly, I reckon you probably stopped drinking about 1 p.m.? <laughs> you, know, you said very fresh, but no, not real fresh. But no, no, but, uh, it was a great night, wasn't it? And, um, yeah, we had a couple of beers back at the hotel afterwards and uh, really enjoyed the the night together, but um, yeah, I just I'm just so pleased to to see Billy go off as a winner, mate. Yeah, and and I spoke to him this morning, and he actually revealed that he was in his kit all night. Well, yeah, and Cameron Smith did the same thing last year, so uh, he must have known something, Smithy. We, it might have been his last game. He didn't know that, but anyway, yeah, yeah, it's it's great to see and how much it means to him. Uh, they're so passionate about it, and they get. Um, very emotional when they talk about you know playing for Queensland. They know how much it means to the to the public, and uh, I think the the fan days they do, and, and when people you know drive three and four hours just to see them and turn around and, and go back, you know it's it's a quite amazing uh, thing to see, and I think it's great for the young fellows to see that how much it means to the people of Queensland. And and Gilly, I'm not sure if you're aware, but some interesting photos emerged of you overnight. <laughs> uh, I know where you're going. Taking a, a slight tumble. Well, it was actually a major tumble on stage in front of thousands of people. You basically fell on your ass. <laughs> well, I said to the boys as I'm going, I, well, I had to go uh, come out of the sheds. And I, I give everyone a tip there if they're listening. Don't wear football boots on a stage. Uh, so, and when it's been uh, drizzling rain a little bit. But, uh, and I said to Gordon Tallis and uh, Fatty, I said, I'm a fair chance of uh, ending up on my ass here. And uh, they said, no, nah, you'll be right. And as I went up the stairs, I took it easily. And, uh, but when I was coming back down, uh, they said, oh, we need you all in a line. The boys were going pretty quick down the stairs. I was trying to take my time to get down the sh- uh, stairs. I knew what was going to happen. And sure enough, yep, I ended up on my back, mate. But um, anyway, that's life. And, uh, <laughs> if that's the worst thing that happens, Chris, mate, I'm not too bad. Well, you made basically a career out of it, didn't you? What, <laughs> <laughs> sitting on my ass? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, probably more so putting others on there, as I guess is the real point. Um, let's just get through to, I guess, the biggest issue to emerge out of this, and, and it is rugby league, and, and rugby league types always like to argue and debate on one of them, and, and the debate today is, did Billy Slater deserve to win Wally Lewis Man of the Series, the Wally Lewis Medal, as the best player in the series when Queensland lost the series and New South Wales had a series of had several great players themselves. Um, look, personally, I don't think he was the best player in this series, but he was the best player for Queensland in this series. And I think the issue isn't necessarily with Billy winning. I, I think the issue is with the uh, the formality of how they do it, of how they pick the player, and that is the Australian selectors, Mal Meninga, Laurie Daly,
really. Oh, Darren Lockyer is the third one. Um, Yeah, so in a way you can understand, right? Game two and game three, Billy was Queensland's best player. He's going to rack up a lot of fours and threes there, whereas New South Wales had several good players. I would have gone for Damien Cook. I thought he was the best player in the series. What about you? Well, see, uh, myself and uh, Elf spoke about this after the game, and we've been struggling to come up with our uh, best player for Queensland, you know, in the... uh, first two games, and we and we all we all said Tedesco was uh, probably the, he was the best player uh, in the first game, um, no doubt about that for mine. Yeah, uh, but there was, I think it was the, the the second and third game, it was probably about it was about ten blokes you could have picked, you know, to uh, actually win the game or you know win the uh, player of the game, and um, and I yeah I. I Mate, I'm not going to dispute those blokes. They were better players than I was, so I mean, I'm not going to, you know, have any dramas with what they picked. But it, I think it was that this whole series was a bit of a. You could pick, you know, honestly, and I and I don't go by the papers or anything like that. But you you just see sometimes they do these ratings or whatever. And I I can't remember who got what, but and I don't agree with their ratings sometimes no, and, and stuff like that. It's, I've done the ratings before, and I and I look at it the next day of what I rated. I don't even agree with myself. So yeah, 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 exactly right. So I'm just saying it's it's a matter of opinion. You know what I mean? Like so, mate, I I've got no problems with it. You know, and um, and we've seen the Clive Churchill Medal given in grand finals. Um, you know, with and I thought always thinking, oh, no, my best player was such and such. You know, and and. And he doesn't even write a mention, you know. What I mean, so it's yeah. just a matter of opinion, mate. So, you know, people people are going to have an opinion, and especially nowadays, mate, everyone's got an opinion, haven't they, on social media? Oh, exactly right. And they were ripping in on social media. But Cherry Evans no, won won a Clive Churchill in a losing team. I remember that. Uh, and also, well, Brad Mackay actually won when we won the grand final. I think it was '93. We won the grand final against St George, and Brad Mackay got the Clive Churchill medal. So, man, I, I've got no problems with it. It's you know it's not, it's not the players' fault, you know that someone's picked them. So um, and people will say they're um, you know they got what you know the Queensland blokes are looking more in the Queensland. Mate, Mel Meniga's the Australian coach, mate. He's a Queenslander, no doubt about that. But he, he's he's impartial, mate. From from my point of view. And and anyone who knows Mal would never question his integrity. That that's no, one exactly thing. Right, same mate. same with Lockie and Laurie Daly, yeah. I'm sure. And um, the story, mate. Yeah. And and the issue there for me though is I just don't know if I agree with how they judge it. I I just think rather than have a four three two one every every game, why don't they just get together at the end of the series and go, who was the best player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, see, when I when I hear that they they're not allowed to talk, I, I see. I don't I don't agree with that because they should be able to confer with each other and so. You know, there's one point in this game, and, and you say, say you say, Chris says, oh, what about um, the good, you know, some of the great runs by Damian Cook, and you know, the first game, blah blah blah, and his defence, he's done so many tackles or whatever like that, and you go, oh, actually, yeah, he's gone better than I thought. You know what I mean? So anyway, but that's as I said, opinions, mate. So good luck to him, whoever wins it. Mate, let's talk about Daly Cherry Evans. Um, I spoke to him this morning as well at the hotel. Um, you know, he has copped a lot. I actually said to him, I said, did you sort of sit down last night and have a beer and just think, wow, what about my year? Because look at all the stuff that he's been through, all the accusations, all the drama. It was only a few weeks ago that an ex-teammate, Anthony Watmau, basically said that he 
he was an asshole and he didn't want to play yeah. with him and yeah. and and you know for a long time the word was and we all heard it um, that it, that players in Queensland team didn't like him and didn't want him back and yet last night he puts on a performance like that his kicking was unbelievable his game management was fantastic I saw him there at half time on the given like really getting into the guys and directing them as leadership like yeah. what's he been like take us inside I guess what Cherry Evans has been well, like mate, with this team well see I, I, I couldn't work out uh, where it was all coming from. Mate, Daly is one of the most loveliest blokes I've ever met. Um, he's a pleasure to coach, very easy to coach. Um, loves to get a bit of feedback um, and obviously working hard on his game. So, yeah, I don't know where it's all come from, to be honest. Uh, someone's had a bee, in, a bee in their bonnet over him for some reason. Um, and, you know, and some people say, oh, the backflip and, you know, on the Gold Coast. But, I mean... 20, 30 players have done the same thing and never copped the same criticism he's copped. So I just can't work it out myself. But, uh, mate, he's had a... You could see him as the week evolved. He was getting more and more confident. And him and Cameron Munster, obviously, haven't played together uh, before. So they were starting to gel, you know, get a bit more of a combination. You could see the confidence building between those two bucks. And, obviously, Billy as well. And I I just thought I could see it uh, coming. And if they had even had another another week or two together, mate, they'd, they'd improve again another 10 20%, no doubt about that. Um, so I love working with him. Um, he's easy working with, and I think the the best thing about him, as I said before, mate, he's such a humble fella. Uh, mate, mm. he, he's, um, he's not a, he's a not-out-there type of character. Well, you've got a completely different bloke in Cameron Munster who uh, loves to laugh and a giggle and he puts a bit of crap on you and we put back on him and... And you need people like that. You need different characters in your team, you know what I mean? And it's like life in general. If we're all the same, it'd be boring, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? Oh, so, exactly. Um, I, love, I, I love him, mate. He's a great fellow, easy to work with. I've never seen someone's eyes light up more than Cameron Munster's when I mentioned I'd just gotten back from Las Vegas. Um, which I think says a lot about Cameron Munster. Because <laughs> even Alf aren't, aren't allowed together, are they? That, that could be trouble. <laughs> well, mate, they do. And if you're in the vicinity, uh, mate, you're in for a hard time because they will take the crap out of you like you wouldn't believe. And they're just both shit stirrers. And, mate, I love Cameron. He, he, and he cops a little bit of crap as well. Uh, but he's just a he's, a... he's an old school footy player, really, for a young bloke. You know, he should have been playing... You know, in, in the eighties, to be honest, you know, I mean, he, he likes a beer and he likes a good time, uh, but he, it made he, he's passionate about his football, and that's what I love about him. And he, he was so down on himself uh, throwing that intercept, you know, um, obviously for, you know, Tommy Turbo's try. It, mate, he was dead set gutted when he came into the sheds at half time, and actually a few of us had to go and talk to him because he, he was kind of unconsolable, you know, because he was at, he thought he lost the game for us, you know, what I mean, and and. Um, so, but it was so good of him to, to be able to turn his game around and uh, work hard with and get get um, and get himself back together mentally, um, you know, to play a superb, you know, uh, second half. I thought. Yeah, well, his his run, you know, he stepped Clemmer, then offloaded, uh, passed inside to Gavin Cooper, who passed inside yep. to Daly Cherry Evans, and that's what we've been waiting to see from Cameron is that running. That's his best part of his game, and and it's interesting that it was Cherry Evans who seemed to unlock that in the second half. Yeah, exactly, and. Um, and I heard Daly saying to him, he said, mate, don't be afraid to overcall me or, or run the ball if you want to run it. And, and we've all said to, him, to Cameron, mate, when in doubt, run. And that's, and that's your big, biggest strength, you know what I mean? So uh, he is, he is a you know, super player and he's going to, 
he was still finding his way in the Origin arena, no doubt about that. Um, trying to find out, you know, when to run and you know when to pass, and you know, he's a different style of player to say like a Darren Lockyer, you know, completely different, obviously, to, you know, like a JT. But he's he's more of a runner with the ball, as you just said, and and we're a better teammate when he's running the footy. Yeah, and I just want to talk a little bit about how you know the Blues throughout this whole series, and Fitler hasn't come out and said it, but. And I, and I like Freddie, but he's he's hinted a few times, and so have players, that basically they feel as though they have a really deep talent pool right now that can build upon success upon success. He hasn't said the word dynasty, but, you know, that's what they want to do. But you look at this Queensland team, really good performance last night, not not perfect, but then you've also got Michael Morgan to come back, Greg Inglis to come back, Kalen Ponga to come back. So you put those three players somewhere in this team, and Queensland's really got a good side to go for the future. Yeah, mate. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's no doubt, mate. Um, uh, they have more more to pick from, don't they? And that's yeah. a fact. They always have. Um, and the problem is with, for Queensland, if if we get a th- you know two or three injuries in one position, uh, we're struggling a little bit for a bit more uh, talent. You know what I mean? So for mine, as I've mentioned it before, front row is a bit of an issue for us um, when we get a couple of injuries. And I thought Joy Arrow and Josh Papali. You know, kind of makeshift front rowers, really, to be honest. Um, did a great job for us in the first 20 you know, twenty odd minutes. So, um, so you got Dylan Narpa to come back there as well, and um, there's a couple other uh, younger blokes coming through. But yeah, I mean, uh, but they've got a they've got a stockpile of uh, talent at the moment, New South Wales. But they always had, mate. You know, so I mean, in the 80s, if you went by on paper, we shouldn't have won a game, should we? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and that's. A, what we love about Origin, and that's why the Queenslanders always respond to the challenge, mate. And nothing better than uh, beating them when you say, you know, well, they say you can't win. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And that's it. And I'll look at a guy like Jaden Sewer. Uh, I think he'll get a gig sometime next year. David Fafita at the Broncos as well. They're back rowers, though, I guess. There still is yeah, that, that yeah. dearth of, of props coming through. Um, but they'll they'll emerge. Patrick Carrigan, he's a good young yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a few. I've just said there's a few young blokes, but there's there's no Matt Scotts at the moment, is there? You know, I mean, no. he was the be- he was the best front row in the game for ten, twelve years, Scotty. Um, you know, and love love working with him. Uh, you knew what you're going to get with him every time for Queensland and Australia. And I remember going over in the Four Nations two years ago uh, over the UK and. Uh, Aaron Woods and, and Clemmer, David Clemmer said to me, Gilly, didn't realise how bloody good uh, Matt Scott is. You know, when you play with him, he just helps you out so much on the field. He organises blokes around him in the ruck, you know, and he said, mate, geez, he's good. You know, I mean, I said, yeah, well, there you go. And that's coming from blokes he plays against every week. And they're the, they're the best uh, comments you can get from your, you know, your teammates and the, and the blokes you play against. Who cares what they write in the paper? Because, you know, a lot of them blokes, you know, they don't know what's going on. Uh, around the field and around the team, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, no, it, it, it's an issue, but, 
Uh, as you said, we're pretty confident we will be able to cover it down the track. Uh, I thought moving forward, one of the other interesting points last night was Andrew McCulloch not getting on again with uh, Ben Hunt doing so well at hooker. Yeah. What, do, what do you think there? Uh, would we? Is, it seems to me there's a real chance that moving forward, Ben Hunt is Queensland's hooker. Well, yeah, I just don't know. I mean, um, I, mate, I, I was really happy for uh, Maka like the first game, he got, and he got better in the second game as well. But Benny did a... I think we got to a point where Benny was playing so good that he didn't need to come off, you know what I mean? So that's not a bad thing for Queensland, is it? You know, no. when you've got a bloke playing that good, um, you can't really take him off. And that's what that's what the players need to do uh, to be able to say, mate, geez, I can't take this bloke off because he's playing too good. That's a great headache for a coach, isn't it? Oh, exactly. And on the coach, how was Kevy last night? Because he's been, oh, I don't know, cranky is probably a good word. Yeah, um, yeah. No, uh, I agree with he's you. He's been intense, um, you know, and, and I understand that he got a couple of the ex-Origin guys, you know, um, into camp early in the week and, and basically out on a team dinner with you and sort of said, hey, to these guys, don't be afraid to actually have a word to these players about what it takes to win Origin and, and don't be afraid to criticise them and tell them that we des- we expect to win and, and losing isn't good enough. So what, what's Kevy, what was Kevy like? Like last night after the game, yeah, after the game, like you could tell it was a relief. Man, he was a bit, he's a bit cranky at halftime because obviously we, it's a bit of a weird game. Myself and Alfred, we got the best seats in the house, you know, sitting there on the field, and, and when you can see what's going on, you can basically see the emotions on the bloke's faces and everything like that. And um, it was a weird, weird um, first half, especially. I, th- I thought we were the better team for like you know 35 minutes, you know, and all of a sudden. We're down at half time, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I thought New South Wales were the better, better the team for the first 15, 15 odd or 20 minutes in the in the second half, and we were in front, you know what I mean? So we scored, you know. So yeah, it was a weird game, but it was a mate, unbelievable game to to be a part of. Um, so yeah, Kevy was a bit. Oh mate, you could see the 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 relief of you know off his face after the game, and to see the. Um, I'm so happy for him because people didn't say his job was on the line, but. It, you know, he would have thought that basically. Uh, yeah. You know, he did, and and he and he did speak before the game about not letting all these people down here. They've all come to watch Queensland win. You know, a lot of coaches don't talk about they don't talk about winning and losing nowadays. They talk about the process and all that type of thing. Mm. But like deep down, you know, if you're winning or losing, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty hard to avoid, isn't it? You know what I mean. So and and mate, for a, a dead rubber. Mate, how good was the atmosphere? It was unbelievable. Yeah. Was, that's the great best game. atmosphere you know, I've seen for a long time. It was a great game of rugby league. Just on that, one of the things that always always perplexes me about rugby league, and look, when I was playing at a very low level, I did it myself, but just like you're in the first half and you see players yelling out, one set, one set to go. No, there's there's a lot of sets to go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's just well, I know it's one of those process things you do, but it just always perplexes me. Yeah, no, you're me. right, but that's, that's, that's what they talk about, little steps and processes and... And we actually we did we did say something similar ourselves, you know, complete our first five sets, and and we said New South Wales has been fantastic. We've we've completed it just over eighty uh, percent. I don't know what it was last night, but it was really good at uh, in the first half. But first two games, uh, first game we were down a little bit, but um, and New South Wales had been over ninety percent in the first two games. Wow! Uh, so that's mate, that's very very good. I mean, um, so you couldn't you know. They've been, they've been superb uh, over the series, and we just were a smidgen off uh, in the in the second game. So obviously that that made the difference in the series. But uh, mate, I 
I was rapt to see that uh, we had we didn't our composure. And you mentioned it before with Daly, our end end of our sets were that much better. Yeah, um, you know, repeat sets, uh, and I think the repeat sets that Daly provided and a few of the boys with their good kicks in the first half took its toll on New South Wales at the end of the game. So people don't think about that. They think, oh, you know, one, one run, one tackle. But that's what it's about because the pro- and they talk about processes and things like that, but that's what happens at the end of the game. They get tired and they just don't turn up where they should turn up and all of a sudden you score. I mean, that was from what happened, happened in the first half. So people don't see that. They think about what goes on immediately. But, um, yeah, anyway, but that's... That's what it's all about. As I said, it was a bit of a strange old game for a while, and then um, I was so pleased for them when, especially the last, you know, seven eight minutes, you know, defended their backsides off, didn't they? Oh, absolutely. I, I've got to say, I was worried when um, when Damien Cook set up that try, and I saw Josh Maguire and Jared Wallace basically get in a finger-pointing slanging match with each other about whose responsibility it was. So for them to then go in at half-time, whatever Kevy said, must have been good because they – I was concerned mentally if they were in it. They, you know, as you said, having exerted all that pressure to not – to then be trailing at half-time. But whatever Kevy said – and it's a great testament to the players and to Kevy and yourself to turn them around and win that second half. Well, when when Addo Carr did that big run down the sideline – um, obviously passed in Tommy uh, Turbo and I thought oh geez we're under the pump here now and all of a sudden they got back there and they just defended their backsides off you know for the next three, four, five minutes now which was fantastic so yeah it's a, it, it was one of those games wasn't it it was just a who would have, who would have thought it was a, a you know supposedly a dead rubber then goes to show you everyone should shut their mouth and just say there's no such thing as a dead rubber in origin footy no, there isn't. And last night was great. Let's let's go on to the NRL this this week and get you, get your tips, mate. Friday night we have Panthers versus the Sharks. I don't think it's re- we can't really talk about who's in and out of Origin. We just don't know yet. So right. Panthers Sharks. Who who do you think gets the chocolates there? Yeah, I think pretty tough game this one. Um, depending on yeah, as you're saying, he backs up for for Penrith, uh, especially the halves. But yeah, I've got to think. Of, I'm thinking Penrith maybe. Well, they're at home, so that's a big yeah. advantage for them. Yeah. Um, Knights versus the Eels. Uh, Knights will have Mitchell Pearce back, and that's great to see for Mitchell to come back yep. in. The Knights, there's still a, a very small chance of making the eight. They'd basically have to win, I'd say. Yeah, the Eels have been very disappointing, haven't they, this yeah. year? So I don't have to go to the Knights in that one. Uh, the Bulldogs and the Rabbitohs, uh, again, I spoke to Greg Ellis this morning. He's definitely not playing. Uh, Bulldogs have been also disappointing this year. Who are you tipping there? Yeah, I have to go with the Rabbitohs. I think, obviously, uh, Anthony Seabold's got them firing, mate, very well. So, um, yeah, got to go uh, the Rabbitohs in that one. Yeah, he's a bloody good coach, isn't he, Anthony? Yeah, he's doing well, mate. Yeah, yeah, doing well. Um, see, Don't put the mock on him, Chris. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss his name up for Wayne Bennett's job in a couple of weeks, I reckon. Oh, OK. I reckon well, he's a chance. You know something, do you? Um, You've heard something? No, there's a, there's a little bit of word around the trap. Uh, what what I what I have heard is that Wayne does want to actually have a formal transition period. Uh, that's well, his see, proposal. I, just on that, I spoke to Elf. I can't believe all the hoopla about he's still got another year to run his contract. So what what do people nowadays need a four or five year contract? I mean, fair income. Um, that's all the managers doing all that type of work as well. But um, 
mate, he's got another year to run on his contract. Let's wait well, halfway during next year, and then, then he can sort it out then. Anyway. So. Yeah, well, Wayne and Paul White both feel like this this issue, and look, I'm to blame, media to blame, that us in the media will be making too much of this issue and we'll be making more of it and more of it and they want to get it sorted now. And, and we, you know, it will drag on because it's, it's Wayne Bennett, for better or worse, is the face of the Broncos. Yeah. Um, and and when his future's up, I mean, he's known as the club, really. When his future's up, it's a big issue. And so I understand what they're what they're saying. And for what I understand, Wayne Bennett wants to, wants to know too. He wants to know where do I stand at this club. Um, and I think we'll see some of sort of announcement pretty soon on a formal transition period into post Wayne Bennett life. Um, and I, I think they'll, they'll be looking at Greeny. Um, they'll be looking at Seabold. They should be looking at Kevy. Well, Paul Green's just re- re-signed with the Cowboys, you know what I mean? So. Well, that's it. So does Wayne Bennett sign on for, say, two more years um, and and then they go for Green? Does Wayne Bennett do an extension and they announce at the same time that they're going to move on after that, that that'll be well, it? he's got a contract for next year, so I mean... You, you... You worry about it next year, wouldn't you? Or yeah. Well, uh, the thing is, we'll keep making it such a big issue, though. That's that's their that's what they think, and I, I sort of agree. Is that look, we will be talking about this. We're talking about it now, and Wayne believes it is a, it has been a distraction for the players. So he wants to get it sorted. He wants to say, hey, let's actually call time on my career, but I want to be involved in the process to say to say how my career ends, rather than the club uh, that, like you know, the, the Craig Bellamy leak. They were so filthy, and it really was, it did hurt the club uh, a fair bit. That 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 word coming out, they should have expected it. It's rugby league; things come out. Um, that's what they want to avoid. They want, I think, they want to move forward and have a real plan in place as to how the club moves forward well, with or without Wayne Bennett. Well, as a player, mate, I got a, Wayne Bennett's coaching next year. I'm play, if I'm playing at the Broncos, that doesn't. I don't have any. Um, hesitation of, of playing footy with I know he's coaching next year so that's not going to affect me this year or even next year I wouldn't I wouldn't even think twice about it if I was a player I think that's a fair thing myself yeah yeah well, I'm sure you're right and that, that's the thing that us in the media don't get is is how is what the players do and don't care about you yeah. know couldn't give it couldn't Give two flying, you know what? <laughs> uh, we'll, mo- we'll move on to the remaining games. Raiders in Canberra face the Cowboys, who are in danger of finishing with the wooden spoon. North Queensland haven't ever got a bad record down there either. So um, I was talking to Michael Morgan. He's not going down. So uh, well, but she's not playing for you know the rest of the year by the sound of it. So um, um, he's glad he's not going down. <laughs> I shouldn't give him up, but that's what he said to me. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, you've got to go Canberra just because it's going to be freezing cold this time of year, and the Queenslanders don't like the cold too much. So I, I never did too much. Actually, the Broncos didn't have a very good record in the middle of winter down there in Canberra either. So um, um, you yeah, know, I'd probably have to go to the Raiders. Yeah, Brisbane's biggest loss ever, I'm pretty sure, is in Canberra. Yeah. 2009, I think. Uh, yeah. The other game on Sunday is uh, Broncos versus the Warriors at Suncorp. Yeah, this will be a good game, this. Yeah, yeah obviously a lot of following for the Warriors here in um, Queensland as well with the New Zealand uh, fans. So, uh, yeah, I'll go the Broncos, but um, this, I think it'll be a pretty close game. Uh, we have the Dragons versus the West Tigers also on Sunday. Yeah, got to go the Dragons there. They're, I mean, just depending on how, the, as you're saying, their origin contingent uh, backs up. So, but uh, yeah, I think the Dragons. And finally, a, a rare Sunday night game: the Titans at Rabina against the Roosters. Yeah, I, I, the Titans will go okay here. 
Um, but I think the Roosters have too much uh, firepower for them, especially out wide. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, depending on Jared Wallace and Joy Arrow and how they back up, they should be okay by the sound of it. So, uh, but yeah, I've probably got to go to the uh, Roosters there. Well, thank you for your time again, Gilly, mate. Have some Barocca and nurse, I'll nurse that hangover, I'm sure, that is about to come. So, where's you, buddy?